Blog Talk Radio. Down in the hole. All right. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another thrilling episode of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is July 22nd, 2019. 
United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Shall I begin? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into tonight's topic, I just want to touch on this one thing that I thought was just hilarious. Just hilarious. We have a Georgia House minority leader who cried wolf. Now, when we were kids, all of us, you and I, we were we we read the story about the boy who cried wolf. And you know what happened to the boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah, he got eaten. And if you don't remember the story, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But we know the story. And and it taught us a valuable lesson as kids. And most of us learn this lesson the hard way. But when we grew to be adults, we understood never cry wolf because you cry wolf, you're going to get eaten. Well, okay, so let me tell you a story. <laughs> it's, I mean, I just thought it was just hilarious. You may not. All right. So first, Democrats are so besotted. Yeah, you heard that, right? With what they see as an opportunity in the Trump rally crowd chanting, send her back, that they're inventing fictitious incidents in order to keep the theme in the news and attach heinous Yes, heinous racism to Republicans. That appears to be what happened in an Atlanta area Publix supermarket Friday. When Erica Thomas, yes, you, Erica, the state representative who is a minority leader of the Georgia House, was caught with a large number of items in the 10 items or fewer checkout line. That is a sin. That is almost unforgivable, but nevertheless, we'll move on. And asked to move by a patron in line behind her, evidently impatient at the violation of the rules. So Thomas, Erica Thomas, minority leader in the House, the Georgia House, tweeted, Today, I was verbally assaulted in the grocery store by a white man who told me I was a lazy SOB and to go back where I came from because I had too many items in the express lane. My husband wasn't there to defend me because he is an active duty on, on active duty serving the country. I came from the USA, Erica Thomas, at it's Serekica Thomas. I don't know what that means. July 20, 2019. Oh, can't you can't you just feel the outrage? Can't you can't you taste it? I mean, she threw out the the buzzwords, right? Go back to where you came from. All black folks are lazy. Blah blah blah. And she posted this. And 
posted a very long video on Facebook that ticked all the boxes, literally weeping. She wept on Facebook. And she claimed that she was told to go back where she came from and naturally denouncing the climate of hate and white privilege and endorsing Omar, Ohan, Omar, Ohan, Omar, Ilhan, I don't know. You know what I mean. Her, that chick, the one we're going to talk about a little bit later. All right, so the outrage, the disrespect. She then called. She 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 then called a press conference. She doubled down. I mean, this woman has balls as big as church bells. She then called a press conference on Saturday. Oops. Mm-mm. The patsy that she fingered, and I don't mean in that way, but the patsy that she fingered showed up. Oops, 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 oops. The man she accused of uttering those politically convenient words was no evil Trump-loving Republican. No, my friends. Erica, I mean, oh no, not Erica. Eric Sparks. Eric Sparks is a proud, lifelong Democrat and a Trump hater with a history of social media posts to prove it. Here's one right here for you right here. Check this out. For the Trumpers I grew up with, this is the hidden and outright vocal bigotry. Uh, I didn't get that sentence right there, but and that, that's, those are his words. Ignorance and racism. I experienced at times because my grandmother did not speak English, only Spanish. So my anger comes out, F you, all racist, and to the ones that say you aren't racist, then you are lying to yourselves. That's Eric Sparks. That's the man that allegedly told this black woman that she's a lazy SOB and go back where she came from. Huh. Oops. She picked the wrong one, y'all. She sure did. But, you know, he didn't appreciate being lied about. And like me, he hates it when people abuse the express checkout line. You can watch this entire debacle, the debacle that resulted, all 14 minutes of it. I'll give you the link later on. Because Eric says he never said that stuff. He called her a nasty Biatch. And, but he never said that she was lazy and that she should go back where she came from. She, he, he said, the this is this is taken as a he said she said incident. But I think I think the circumstances favor the spark version, since he had no political motive to lie, while Thomas clearly did. And he cited the surveillance camera whose video has not yet been released to the public. Hate crime hoaxes may be more numerous at this juncture, y'all, than actual hate crimes. 
so too with racial incidents that don't rise to the level of crimes. There's so much advantage in claiming victimhood that a moral hazard exists. Wouldn't you agree? My guess is that none of Representative Thomas's supporters will believe Sparks. If he wishes to press the case, he can sue her for defamation and gain access to the surveillance footage. If he were a Republican, he might do so. But will a Democrat, until he dies, sort of fellow, press the case? Let's hope he does. Southerners like myself from Chicago place a high value on honor after all. Can you imagine? First, we have Juicy, as that's how it's spelled, Juicy Smollett, the actor from the damn show. I can't even think of the name of the show. All right. From that show, um, Lucius Lyons. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. So, you know who I'm talking about. So, Jesse Juicy. 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 I know it's pronounced Jesse, but it's spelled Juicy. Juicy Smollett. That little creep. Perpetrated a hate crime on himself and blamed it on MAGA supporters. This woman made the awful mistake, and how embarrassing of a mistake it is, to blame a Hispanic, super uber liberal, who hates Trump for calling her a lazy SOB and telling her to go back where she came from. No doubt there are black folks all over who were outraged by this. Who just took her at her word and who still believe her to this very day that, yes, it happened. This dude's a Democrat. He's been posting over Facebook as much as I do about my appreciation for the president. He's been posting just as much in the reverse. Why would he call her a lazy SOB? Now, he admits to calling her a bitch. He admits that. And frankly… At this point, I couldn't agree more, but I thought you'd like to hear this interesting story, <laughs> and if you'd like to watch the video, <laughs> it's uh, – okay, all right, okay. It's on PICTwitter.com, W-H-4-U-D-S-2-I-K-C. Check it out. You will laugh your uh, you will be outraged most likely because – yeah, because I am, because this is happening far too much. Victimhood. What, what the hell is white privilege? I, I still haven't figured out what it means to be a perpetrator of white privilege. It seems to me, folks, that there's more black privilege than white privilege. You can't even look at another black person wrong or look at a black person wrong without them claiming that you're some kind of a racist. And you should be rebuked. If I disagree with another black person, I'm an Uncle Tom. If you, Mr. White Man and Mr. White Woman, uh, disagree with a black person on, on, on policy or anything else, you're a racist. And folks will come to that person's defense against you. 
your skin color be damned. So where is the white privilege? I just don't see it. I see a lot of black privilege. That's what I see. Let's take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Political correctness is America's newest form of intolerance, and it's especially pernicious because it comes disguised as tolerance. Political correctness is avoiding words or behaviors that exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. Basically, treating people with respect. It presents itself as fairness, yet attempts to restrict and control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules. I'm not sure that's the way to fight discrimination. I'm not sure silencing people or forcing them to alter their speech is the best method for solving problems that go much deeper than speech. Perhaps you've noticed that when the politically correct liberal rule makers decide to rename a group of humans they view as victims, they begin by imparting a sense of shame to the group's existing name. And so somewhere over the years, the word cripple has been discarded. No one mentions cripples anymore. That's because in yet another stunning attempt to stand reality on its head, cripples have been assigned a new designation, the physically challenged. The use of physically challenged is an obvious attempt to make people feel better. The idea being, as long as we can't cure these people, let's give their condition a more positive name and maybe it'll distract everyone. The same is true of the ungainly phrase, differently abled. I believe that if a person is going to insist on using tortured language, such as differently abled, then he should be forced to use it to describe everyone. You can do things I can't do. I can do things you can't do. We're all differently abled. It should be explained to liberals patiently that crippled people don't require some heroic designation. It's a perfectly honorable condition. It appears in the Bible. Jesus healed the cripples. He didn't engage in rehabilitative strategies to improve the conditions of the physically disadvantaged. Can't these liberals hear how unattractive this language is? How poorly it sits on the ear? Then there are those who don't quite measure up to society's accepted standards of physical attractiveness. The worst of that group are called ugly, or at least they used to be. The PC lingo cops have been working on this, too. And to demonstrate how far all this politically correct, evasive language has gone, some psychologists are actually now referring to ugly people as those with severe appearance deficits. Okay? Severe appearance deficits. Regarding people's appearance, the political language police already have in place one comically distorted term, lookism. They say that when you judge a person, or rather size them up, wouldn't want to judge someone, that would be judgmental. If you take their looks into account, you're guilty of lookism. You're a lookist. And those valiant people who fight lookism, many of them unattractive themselves, tell us that one problem is that in our society, those who get to be called beautiful and those who are called ugly are determined by standards arbitrarily set by us. Somehow there's some fault attached to the idea that we, the people, are the ones who set the standards of beauty. But we're the ones who have to look at one another. So why shouldn't we be the ones who set the standards? I would say the whole thing was stupid, but that's my next topic. So, it's important to face one thing about stupidity. 
We can't get away from it. It's all around us. It doesn't take a team of professional investigators to discover that there are stupid people in the world. It's fine. <laughs> where do these stupid people come from? Well, they come from American schools. But while they're attending these schools, they're never identified as stupid, which may be contributing to the problem. Unfortunately, kids, stupid or otherwise, come under a sort of protective umbrella we've established that prevents them from being exposed to the real world until at 18 their parents spring them on the rest of us, full grown. There are stupid kids. And I do wish to be careful how I negotiate the minefield of the learning disabled and the developmentally disadvantaged. In other words, those with special needs. All of these being more examples of this tiresome and ridiculous language. One of the terms now used to describe these stupid kids is minimally exceptional. Can you handle that? Minimally exceptional. Whatever happened to the old reliable explanation? The boy is slow. Some of the other children are quick. They think quickly. Not this boy. He's slow. It seems humane enough to me. But no, he's minimally exceptional. Political correctness cripples discourse, creates ugly language, and is generally stupid. This language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, becomes, in the kingdom of the visually impaired, the partially sighted person is fully empowered. Sad, isn't it? Off prime time with the Sit Rats. Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired Marine officer with a PhD in history, and he keeps up with the day to day events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and in an informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh, so please catch the Situation Report every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome back, folks. All right, so the major topic for this evening is going to be about the the squad. We'll touch on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, why everyone says her whole name makes no sense to me at all, or why folks are calling her AOC. Why not just call her Ms. Cortez, which is what I do. Her name is Cortez, Miss Cortez. My name is Jones, Mr. Jones, or Dr. Jones, or Colonel Jones, or just fucking Jones, all right? Jones, okay? Cortez. All right, first one we want to touch on right here and now is, <sighs> poor dear. You know, what the, you know what I think of these four women? And I know it's going to be, it's going to sound sexist, sexist, and for a lot of you, misogynistic, Misogynistic. That. I think they're just four angry women. Four angry women. They hate the world. But especially the United States of America. They hate this country. From its founding to this present day. And their goal 
if they have their way. These four chicks, because that's all they are to me, four chicks, and two of them are butt ugly, and that's probably part of the problem right there. But nevertheless, these four chicks are running the U.S. House of Representatives, old-ass 70-something-year-old Nancy Pelosi doesn't know what to do with these four. She can't check them because they've got a huge following of other morons. So it's all good. She can't put them in their place for fear of alienating a certain segment of the population. Nuts. And other moronic people who hate this country. So these four chicks are running the U.S. House of Representatives on the Democrat side. Four chicks. Four chicks are running almost 200-plus folks. Running them into the ground, and only a few of those Democrats have the balls to stand up to these four morons. I mean, what in the hell is going on? And they call themselves women of color. Two of these women, Alexandria Cortez… And the other chick, who's just as light as she is, are actually more pale than your average white person. But they label themselves women of color. How does that even happen? When your skin tone is whiter than your average white person, how do you label yourself a person of color? I mean, they're two dark-skinned chicks, women who are darker than I am. They're women of color, I suppose, but I argue that we're all people of color. Now, there's some have suggested that white people aren't people of color because their color is non-existent, but isn't white a color? If we're going to call white people white people, white is a color. So I just don't get that. It's just another way for us to separate ourselves from other people because we're always looking to separate ourselves. You know, for many years, blacks have whined that whitey don't love us, and whitey's trying to segregate us, and whitey don't want us to be equal, and whitey, 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 whitey. And now, over the last 50 years or so, we've been doing everything we can to separate ourselves from whitey. Every single thing we can. Not me, personally. I couldn't care less. But, so now it's people of color. And women of color. Take a listen to Ayanna Presley. No kin to my man Elvis. But listen to this chick. Just take a listen. Tillichism a lot. Who said if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring your own folding chair. But I've amended that. Because I don't want to bring a chair to an old table. This is the time to shake the table. This is the time to redefine that table. Because if you're going to come to this table, and for all of you that have aspirations of running for office, for whatever lived experience and identity that you represent, if you are not prepared to come to that table and to represent that voice, don't come. Because we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. We don't need black faces that don't want to be a black voice. We don't need Muslims that don't want to be a Muslim voice. We don't need queers that don't want to be a queer voice. Come on, speak it. 
And if you're worried about being marginalized and stereotyped, please don't even show up. Because we need you to represent that voice. The midterm election of 2018, they spoke a lot about each of our magic. Hey, no, no, no. I would never no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So, but this chick, this angry black woman, is saying to me, what she's saying to me is that I'm a brown voice. And if I don't think and speak, pontificate and enumerate if I do not toe the line then you don't need me if I don't think like you Ayana Presley no kin to my man Elvis because you got an extra S in your name probably put it there yourself this is racism on the black side this is racism and divisive speech right here. We don't need no more brown faces who don't want to be brown voices. We don't need no more black faces. That, we don't need no more queers. We don't need any more queers. Now, if I called a homosexual a queer, but she got away with it, that's just fine. Let's go back a little bit. Listen a little more. show up because we need you to represent that voice the midterm election of 2018 they spoke a lot about each of our magic no I no, would no. Never let's go back let's go back take it back because we don't need there we go any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice we don't hmm. need black faces that don't want to be a black voice we don't need muslims that don't want to be a muslim voice we don't need queers that don't want to be a queer voice all right, hold hold it right there. So I'm I'm void. I'm null and void because I don't believe what she believes. I don't subscribe to her philosophy of life or her political views. We don't agree. So I don't matter. The only people that matter are those that agree with Ayana Presley. Because she's got the extra S. The only people that matter to Ayanna Presley are people that agree with her. I got you. I got you, Ayanna. Okay. She, if you could see what I'm looking at right now, she's just an angry black woman. Something went wrong. Something happened. Her mama didn't give her enough hugs or Probably gave her too many. Her daddy probably left. Went off with some other chick. She didn't grow up in a loving, nurturing home. I don't know. I don't know that if that's true. But she sure does act like it. She's angry. She's angry. She's mean. She's racist. And she's divisive. And she is fed up with us house Negroes and us house uh, – uh, what else? Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hold on a minute. Boys, don't come. Okay. Because we don't need oh. 
any more brown, no brown. faces that don't want to be a brown voice. Mm -mm. We don't need black faces no more black. that don't want to be a black voice. Uh -uh. We don't need Muslims that don't no, want to oh, be a Muslim right, voice. Okay, we on. don't need queers. Right. She don't need any more Muslims. So house Muslims and house queers. Because if Muslims don't agree with her, boom, you don't exist. Queers, I guess she means gay people. A B G B L T E F G, you know, they don't they don't agree with her. Boom. Don't exist. Okay. All right. So that's one right here and now. That's one of the that's one of the one of the squad. The four angry women. Allegedly of color. But if you look at Miss Cortez, she looks white to me. She doesn't even look Hispanic to me. But okay, that's just me. And then there's another chick who's actually, I guess, I don't know where she's from, but she looks really white to me. But I guess you can make up the fact that you're a person of color just because you said so. Anyway, there's this French movie that I used to watch a long time ago because I'm into classic movies. And the movie was titled Hiroshima Mon Amour. It's based on a human memory and forgetfulness as recorded by two lovers. And I'm reminded of the tale of the congresswoman who calls herself Ilhan Omar as a tale of an anti-Semite, bread-in-the-bone corruptocrat whose rise in political power rests very largely on complicity by the media's airbrushing of her history because they thought this physically attractive African Muslim refugee – she's not all that physically attractive to me. She looks like a ferret, she looks like a black ferret. She looks like a ferret that came to life in, in, in the form of a person. But they thought that she was just a ticket to defeat Donald John Trump. The media counts on our forgetfulness and ignorance. They do. They do every single day. Every single day. The hard work by independent media, however, has exposed her, just like I'm doing right now, and her media apologists and the Democrats have little choice, baby. Condemn her and remove her from her committee assignments or suffer the consequences. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's repeated defense of her, doubtless for fear of being targeted by the leftist nut jobs in her ranks, has placed her party continued majority in serious jeopardy. These four chicks, these four angry women of so-called color are going to bring the Democrat Party down. 2020. These four chicks are going to survive because roaches and rats always do. But the rest of these Democrats going up for re-election, they can kiss their asses goodbye. But these four are going to survive. I, I, I can almost guarantee that. But the rest of these folks, these Democrats, are in jeopardy because they're all been labeled nut jobs because of these four. Now, let's go about – this week's distortion of the president's remarks. The president's remarks and the media distortion of them have only occasioned 
new and more critical gaze on Omar, and it's not pretty. No, it's not pretty. Real Donald Trump, Trump, Trump uh, tweeted, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government should be run, why don't they go back and help fix the total totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. Then come back and show us how it is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure the Nancy Pelosi, that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. Okay, so now that's what Trump said. He didn't say Go back where you came from. Now, do you, do you, do you, do you want me to read it again? Because I'll, I'll gladly read it again for all of you. He didn't say go back where you came from. And what he's referring to is Miss Ilhan Omar. She's from Mogadishu. She's from that place. You, did any of you see the movie Black Hawk Down? Okay. Just briefly, those young warriors – Back in the early 1990s, went into Mogadishu to bring supplies, food, water, sustenance to those hungry and starving people. But the warlords, the warlords there who were running the country decided that they didn't want the people to have these items. They were going to take them for themselves, and so they attacked our young soldiers, and our young warriors were outnumbered. They were stripped of their uniforms and dragged throughout the street behind trucks. They were murdered and attacked viciously. Watch the movie Black Hawk Down or read the book. This is the country that Ilha Omar comes from, the place she fled to come here to the United States, the land of milk and honey. Where the streets are paved with gold. And she came here from that hellhole that she was born into and raised into to come to the United States, the greatest country on God's green earth, and criticize how we do things. And my man, Donald John Trump, is saying, you know what? Toots, rack out, hit the bricks. Because how do you – who are you to come to the United States of America, the greatest country on God's green earth, the land of milk and honey, milk and honey and where the streets are paved with gold, when you just came from a shithole? You fled, married your own brother in desperation to get here to the United States only to criticize how we do things, our system of government, how we think. What we do, how we do it, you've got a lot of nerve, toots. Hit the bricks. That's all he's saying. He wasn't saying to the rest of the squad, get out. 
Well, maybe to Cortez, because Cortez claims she's Puerto Rican, like me. But she was born in New York City and probably has rarely ever to visit the island like a lot of Puerto Ricans who claim Puerto Rican heritage and proud. I'm a proud Rican. I'm a proud Puerto Rican. Set foot on the island maybe once in their whole lives or, or not at all. So what he's saying to Cortez, Cortez, you claim to be a woman of color. You claim to be a Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico is suffering bad, big time. Not billions of dollars in debt, trillions of dollars in debt. The, the place is bankrupt. We keep sending money, and the money keeps disappearing. The whole country's corrupt. The government's corrupt. And the place is in shambles. And yet, here you are, standing on the House floor, complaining about the United States of America. You're complaining about illegals not being treated properly. Take your ass on over to Puerto Rico and get yourself a bullhorn and complain about why the people of Puerto Rico isn't being, aren't being treated properly by their government. That's my man Trump saying. Because I, I agree with him. Don't you agree? If you don't, it's okay. I'm not going to say I don't need any more voices that don't agree with me. So once again, the myth that Donald Trump said, go back to where you came from, is not correct. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm going to read the I'm going to I'm, I'm going to read I'm going to read the tweet again slowly at real Donald Trump. Here it goes. Like to hear it. Here it goes. So interesting to see progressive Democrat Congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe. He's talking about Ilhan Omar and perhaps even Ms. Cortez. I continue. The worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, Puerto Rico and where Ilhan Omar came from. Both those places. If they even had a functioning government at all, which Ilhan Omar's country did not. Now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest, most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came, Omar? Then come back and show us how it is done. That's what he said. That's what he said. But the media would have you believe, MSNBC in particular, and all the other liberal outlets will have you believe. He said, look, you bitches, go back where you came from. But clearly, you just heard me read it. 
Read it. He didn't say that. It's not what he said. The AP and most major media leapt on this as racist. Racist. But it's obviously not racist to suggest critics, one, go show how their plan works, and two, come back and teach us how. That's the gist of what Donald John Trump was saying. Because these people are so so happy to repeat the tired canard of racism was the speaker. She denounced the president. She denounced the president as racist and lacking decorum. Clearly, any one of you out there who's thinking even remotely fair, fair-minded thinkers, not, not thinkers who think the way I think. No, I'm not asking you for that. I'm asking you to be fair. What I read, the tweet, Donald Trump's tweet, was it racist? Do you really believe that it is racist for what he said? Because I'm fair. No, I'm not going to say I try to be fair. I'm fair. I've heard my man Donald Trump say some crazy shit. Wild. It made me cringe. And when I first heard that he told these four chicks to go back where they came from, I was like, oh, hell no. Why did he say that? Oh, man. He really put his foot in it this time. I fell for it. I fell for it like many of you did. Man, he really screwed up this time. What What was he thinking? That's what I thought. Until I took a moment out of my, my busy schedule. To actually read the tweet and not listen to MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, and all these other other crazy outlets who obviously have it in for the president. And don't you feel – those of you who actually heard or read, heard me read the tweet, don't you feel weird now? Uh, did you feel like you were duped by the media? Don't you? Because I do. I fell for it. I didn't do my homework. I was busy that day. I was rushing around doing this and doing that, and I heard about it. And a friend of mine texted me and said, so what do you think of your guy's tweet? And I was like, man, I was embarrassed by it. I said, I I wish you hadn't said it. I was like, wow. You know, I was being conciliatory. I was being real because I fell for it. I fell for what the liberal media was saying. Clearly, he wasn't saying anything of the kind. Even Nancy Pelosi fell for it. She knew what the tweet was, though. She, she, because I have to believe that even though she seems like she's a dunce, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, simply by the way she speaks and some of the bizarre things she says, I have to believe that somewhere along the way she's read the tweet. And she knows he was not projecting racism at all. All right. 
So let's talk briefly before I have to go because we only have 12 minutes left. In 1995, Ilhan entered the United States as a fraudulent member of the Omar family. That is not her family. The Omar family is a second unrelated family, which was being granted asylum by the United States. The Omars allowed Ilhan, her genetic sister Sarah, and her genetic father, Nur Said, to use false names to apply for asylum as members of the Omar family. Ilhan's genetic family split up at this time. The above three received asylum in the United States, while Ilhan's three other siblings, using their real names, managed to get asylum in the United Kingdom. Follow me. Ilhan Abdalhala, Omar's name, that's her real name, before applying for asylum, was Ilhan Nurasad Elmi. You following me? That's her real name. Her father's name before applying for asylum was Nuri Sad Elmai Mohammed. Her sister Sarah Noor's name before applying for asylum was Sarah Nur Said Elmai. Her three siblings who were granted asylum in the United Kingdom are Lily Nur Said Elmai, Mohammed Nur Said Elmai, and Ahmed Nuri Said Elmai. Ilhan and Ahmed married in 2009, presumably, presumably to benefit in some way from a fraudulent marriage they did not divorce until 2017. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? She married her brother in order to get into the United States. Her damn name isn't even Omar. But she put herself all out there talking a lot of shit and putting herself out there to be exposed. Why she entered into a fraudulent marriage with her own brother is a mystery. He was a UK resident at the time and didn't need US citizenship. They did it because they could like they 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 because they could like taking an unguarded box of candy at a convenience store which I've known to do from time to time but nevertheless so she committed perjury she committed fraud if all this is true and folks are they're digging they're digging deep to verify the truth because if you're going to put yourself out there in the middle of the whole world and talk a lot of shit, especially about the United States of America, prepare to have your shit looked into. Prepare to have the closets open. Prepare for us to go through every single document, every drawer underneath your bed, your mattress, your sheets, that little nightstand by the bed that has your little toys in it. We're going to look for it all. And you will be exposed. <sighs> Miss Omar, you, you, you put it all out on yourself. You exposed yourself. 
married to your own brother, coming into the United States fraudulently, but you know what Democrats are saying right here and now? Today even. Well, she was fleeing. Uh, she was fleeing persecution, political persecution. She feared for her safety in that hellhole. Oh, so you mean the hellhole that, that, that Trump was talking about? That hellhole? No, no, couldn't be that hellhole, right? No, 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 no. Well, it's okay if you say it. But anyway, she was fleeing persecution. So anything that she had to do, this young, attractive Muslim African woman, anything she had to do is justified because she was fleeing persecution. So she can, you can break a law here or there, commit a felony here or there. It's all right because it's all good. You're fleeing persecution. All right, I'm fleeing persecution, so let me go rob a local bank because I'm free of persecution. Let me just go and break the law anytime I want and then tell the judge, well, Your Honor, I was fleeing persecution. My girlfriend was persecuting me, so I had to flee. I had to get this money out of the bank so I could go to Paris because I was free in persecution. Okay. The chick married her brother. <laughs> Did she think we weren't going to find out? And there's more, folks. She has ties to terrorist groups. And, you know, it's kind of like the frog. That you put in boiling water, you know, he's going to jump out, right? He's gone. You put the frog in a nice cold pot of water, slowly turn the heat up, and the next thing you know, the frog is tits up, right? Taking on water. That's what Ilhan Omar, which is not her name, by the way. I just told you what her name is. That's what she's doing. And so many other Democrats with regard to Israel. They'll throw out a racist barb about Israel here or there. They'll denounce Israel here or there. And then they'll test the waters to see how it's all going to go down. And then they'll offer a half-hearted, dim-witted apology. But they've already tested the waters. Nothing's happening. There's no real backlash. So eventually… They're going to boycott Israel. Jews are going to be dirty again. Money grubbers, blah, blah, blah. You know the stereotypes. Because right now they're just putting a toe in the water by saying it's all about the Benjamins and, and Jews need to be – Jews are running the world. You know the whole thing. They're, they're putting a toe in the water to see how it's all going to go down, and Democrats, they refuse to rebuke. Omar, which is not her real name, by the way. They refuse to rebuke her. They refuse to call her out, to call her to task because they're scared of her. They're scared of her. They're scared of Ayanna Presley, who doesn't need my black face or my brown face because obviously I don't agree with her. And you would think… A conservative like myself would be upset. 
by all of this, but I'm not. Au contraire, I am loving every single minute of it. That's right, every single minute. These clowns are bringing the Democrat Party down. These clowns are making the Democrat Party, those middle-of-the-road Democrats, look like I don't even know what the word is. They're making them look seriously bad because they're saying that they speak for the Democrat Party. Nancy Pelosi says there are only four votes. And the chicks came back to Nancy and said, we're more than four votes. Yes, keep saying shit like that. I already knew Donald Trump was going to be reelected. He's going to be reelected in 2020. I know that. How could he not be? The economy's booming. We're rocking on all cylinders. The stock market is high. There's nothing you can say about this man other than the fact that he's a little crude at times. But who gives a damn when your pockets are lined with gold? When you've got money in the bank, you can pay your bills on time. You can put good food on the table. What do you care about Donald Trump's tweets. <laughs> you don't. Because you know what? I have three cars and a shitload of trucks. And you know what? Thanks to Donald John Trump, I can go out and buy another one today if I wanted to. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about an Airstream. One of those big ones that kind of Lenny Kravitz lives in. Because, because I can because I'm balling out of control. And the reason why I am is because Donald John Trump. Because under Obama, I didn't have any of it. I had two cars. One was a beater. One was a beater. Now, I'm, I'm drowning in riches. Yeah. Don't think I care about the president's tweets. Do you? When you can put food on the table? 90 seconds to go. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Thank you for welcoming me back. I know you had many things you could do this evening, and you chose to listen to my show, and I so appreciate you for it. We'll be back tomorrow because we've got more. We've got much more. Good night, folks, and God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Isso pode ver, você se recalcula, não trouxe de verba, é sensibilidade justa, e crente de mal e ser, é que ser é bom ser isso.